Welcome to the Canine Cooperative Podcast. Okay. I'm hey. ready. You hey. ready? I'm ready. All right. Woo! I'm ready. I really love this topic. I just don't know how to how to ease into this one. No, and it's a hard I know we've been sitting here trying to think of like the correct title or the sentence to introduce like to you what guys. you would call this topic but the topic itself is like a paragraph long <laughs> so basically <laughs> what we want to talk about and it's super important it is important and it's i love this topic it's just well, i don't know how to condense so all right I'll, I'll try i'm gonna take a stab at it okay <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about so we we're basically talking about emotions versus obedience kind of going back to the last podcast that we just did but we want to talk about honoring your dog's correct choice versus what you want them to do as far as obedience does that what do you think yes yeah yes i think that's a very apt title Ish. topic heading <laughs> yes uh, and and there needs to be a lot of unpacking to a do. lot of unpacking a lot to of do. unpacking to do around that so uh take it away the easiest way for me to give an example of this is um this this topic actually popped into my head in a real life scenario i was on a hike with a bunch of dogs that were with me for training and um we were on this trail that was very narrow there was like brush on either side and it was just enough for like a walking path it wasn't wide and there was a dog that was running ahead of the group and uh, it was clyde so I love Clyde. Clyde is so appropriate. <laughs> He's so great. He makes such a great choice. So Clyde, Clyde likes to run ahead of the group. But I had two other dogs like walking around really close to me. Clyde's a very sensitive dog. He doesn't like to be in very close social situations. It may, with, with, with other dogs with, or people? With both? people, okay. but with both. Like he's very appropriate with other dogs in that sense. Okay. So Clyde was on this. He was running up and he was going to go over a hill where I couldn't see him and I didn't want him to go out of my sight. So I recalled him, I called him to come. So he turns around and he starts running back down the, the footpath or the trail. <clears throat> and when he gets about like six feet from the other dogs, he kind of jumps off the trail and starts running through the woods. And I was about to correct him for blowing off my come command but he actually like bubbled out, looped around, and then came to me from almost the backside or the side of me in a different direction because he didn't want to run face first into the other dogs gotcha. at like full speed. Yeah. So what he did in that moment was he wasn't disobeying me. He was figuring out another way to obey but in a more socially comfortable way for him. For him. And so that's when this topic really kind of formed in my head because a lot of times humans can get so jammed up on making the dog sit, making the dog come, making the dog stay in place, but we're not aware of one, how our dog feels about the situation and two, the environment around our dogs that are causing them to have feelings about it or why they don't want to obey that particular command particular in that moment. Command. And the thing too is that I want to um, mention in that is where we're very verbal. Dogs mm. are very visual. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying come to Clyde, you're like, hey, point A to point B. Right. And he's like, well, 
Point B is blocked. Yes. I'm going to go from A to C. That's going to lead me back to B. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. So looking at things environmentally from a dog's perspective is really important. And I have, I've had situations with dogs trying to either teach them place or asking them to go on place. And like, let's say your place cot is up against a wall yeah. and you're walking oh, your dog directly onto the place cot towards, towards the wall. The, wall. Mm -hmm. the dog's going to get stuck. Cause he's gonna be like, I don't fit on there. Yeah. And you're like, why aren't you going on place? And he's like, but I don't fit. I'm because walking into a wall. Visually it, it doesn't make sense to them. Yeah. So absolutely like yeah you know? well and even things like i see it where people um dogs that are uncomfortable being because clyde again he's uncomfortable being pet or touched by strangers mm -hmm. he doesn't like it um he likes to be bought a drink and a dinner first before love he gets to buy intimate. me a drink dog yes <laughs> before he gets intimate with anybody right but in those situations a lot of people have dogs like that and then they're forcing the dog into a sit and pet. allowing other people to come up to them and pet the dog and the dog's like i do not want to be touched by the people and the reason the dog keeps standing up or moving out of the sit is because the dog is trying to get away from that uncomfortable feeling or situation and then you're forcing the dog to be in an uncomfortable situation just to obey the sit commands correct and and this is a, tr I find this topic very tricky to convey to people because I'm very big on if you give the dog a command, you should follow through with that command and make sure your dog obeys because that's important piece to reliability and relationship mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But always with the little caveat of like, why is your dog not listening to you? Are they just being an ass or is it because you're being an ass Correct. and you're not realizing? Oh, I like that. Right? <laughs> or, uh, and you're not realizing like, hey, yeah. like this is not in a comfortable situation for my dog. Like I should move them out of it or I should advocate for them or what's the situation here? Um, well, that's the biggest, I think, gap between the human canine relationship is that understanding and how we see things so differently and we don't work as a team. And everybody, again, is caught up in obedience. I told my dog to do this and they choose to do something else. But a lot of times they do it in a manner of self-preservation. Yeah. And that has to be honored. Yeah. You know, if your dog's like, I'm not comfortable over there, I'm going to move over here. And yeah. like that goes back into the whole reactivity conversation, sure. right? You know, like walking your dog. I mean, there's and there's so many. And I'll even say that I was one of those trainers where I thought like, sure. you jam your dog up in a heel. You walk next to me no matter what we're passing. I, it, and me it too. Absolutely. Really, just makes the reactivity explosive. Right. Right. Doesn't matter how your dog feels. Just make him do what you say. Just make him do what you say. And it's one of those situations where. Now the way that I teach walking and all that kind of stuff, and especially when you're working with dogs with reactivity is like, we're going to teach them certain things. We're going to teach them how to walk. We're going to teach them how to do these kinds of things. But then when we put them in those moments of, of struggle or put them on the hot seat, what choice are you going to make? We want to honor, like if I put you in a heel and you're like, I'm not comfortable with what we're walking up on. I'm going to choose to step on the other side of you. I'm going to break heel mm. to move away from mm -hmm. what's coming at me. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then people go, no heel. Yeah. That's in complete conflict with your dog's emotions. And your dog is trying to make the better choice by moving away versus lunging, aggressing forward. Right. And by continuing to jam your dog up in, uh, 
in an obedience command that makes them emotionally uncomfortable yeah you're going to get the the very things that you want to avoid right as opposed to just being like oh hey buddy like you need to walk over here instead you need a little bit of space sure yeah 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 yeah. and and that's a that's an excellent example of what we're trying to convey is that it's um it reading your and and this is why i so focus on teaching people body language number one thing right anything people you have to be able to quote unquote hear your dog with your eyes because they're speaking to you with their physical way of being their mannerisms how they hold their body how they move they're speaking to you and the environment all the time and if you don't learn to hear that I'm using air quotes because I mean like <laughs> I've realized I'm using air quotes and you can't see me. Those damn air quotes. Oh my god. So I'm I'm air quoting here. Hear me. If like they don't if you don't learn to hear your dog with your eyes, like like understand what they're feeling and what they're saying and what they're communicating to you, you're gonna misuse your obedience commands and and kind of invalidate your dog's trust in you because your dog's going hey i'm telling you how i feel in this moment and and you're not helping me out you're just making things worse by forcing me to cope with something and listen there are moments where yes your dog needs to you know keep their composure composure and just deal with it there are moments like that but those should be few and far between the majority of moments should be like hey I understand this situation is is across the board overwhelming for you. Mm-hmm. These types of situations are triggering for you. Let me let me use our communication because ob- what like what obedience commands should be and are are just a communication tactic. It's just I need you to do this, and it's what your dog understands. So you've basically taught your dog the human language. To control them physically. To control them physically. But you need to use that skill set for your dog's mental and emotional well-being. So, for example, if you're in a situation where your dog doesn't like to be touched by people, yeah, you can ask your dog to sit behind you. But then your responsibility is to advocate for your dog and tell people, You can't pet my dog. Don't pet my dog. And you're standing with your between the people that scare your dog and your dog and your dog's going, wow, my my human's a superhero because they're taking care of the things that scare me. Yep. Well, and and so we have currently a bunch of um, series going on right now with dogs or people. And I think this yes. is probably a very appropriate topic to bring up because I feel like children go through this and you can definitely speak to this way more than I can, but yeah. like children go through the same thing where they're, they're coming up in um, their age and, and there are things that are new to them. There are things that are frightening. There are things that maybe make them nervous mm. and we sit down and, and communicate with them on their level, yeah. which is the same thing that we need to do on a dog and a dog's way of communication. Absolutely. But we don't go fucking deal with the kid. Yeah. We're like, hey, listen. Yeah. Like, maybe or, you just want to sit on the sideline and watch for a little bit. Like, maybe you want to yeah. like, get some space. Maybe you want to chat about it. Like, whatever it is, like, to get them more comfortable in the situation, not just being like, there you go. 
Yeah. Deal with it. And on the flip side, I always use the... I apologize to anybody who's named Billy. But I always <laughs> use the creepy Uncle Billy analogy, right? <laughs> so when you're little... Do you watch The Righteous Gemstones? Is I that don't. where that's from? Oh. No. I don't want any real people TV. You know oh, it's that. not real people TV. Oh, it's great. It's got um, uh, John Goodman in it. Oh, oh, oh I got it. It's, I it's, love John Goodman. It's about like evangelicals. Oh, and, like they run, they kind of do like a like a Joel Osteen thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll have to watch it. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> but there's an Uncle Billy. There, yes. <laughs> so there's I use the creepy Uncle Billy analogy, right? When your kids are little, there's you've got this creepy uncle that comes to family functions. Oh, we've who talked about Uncle Billy. Yes. yes. Who like who loves little children to sit on his lap while he strokes their hair. Yeah. Right? When you're when you're a little kid, your parents go, Oh, go say hi to Uncle Billy. He loves you. Meanwhile, you as a little kid are feeling so uncomfortable. You don't want to sit on Uncle Billy's lap. He smells funny. He pets your hair weird. And he's got saliva pooling in the corner of his mouth. <laughs> and he creeps you out. You don't want to sit there. But you trust your adults like right. you're going I can't buck this authority I have to do this and then over time because people aren't reading your body language you don't know how to advocate for yourself you're just doing what you're told mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you get to a point either maturity wise you're old enough or you've just had it where somebody's like oh creepy uncle Billy's here and you're like this fucking guy <laughs> I am not going anywhere near him anymore. And everybody's like, wow. Wow, yeah. What, what? That came out of nowhere. That came out of nowhere. You were such a good child. Yeah. I don't understand where this outburst is coming from. Hormones, teenage years. Oh, my God. Right? I'm so sorry. Right? But meanwhile, this emotion has been brewing, brewing. and you've been yes. feeling this for a while until enough is enough. And then this is where people go... My dog was always so calm, accepting, good with people, and then out of nowhere, quote Another unquote, I know, <laughs> I know. This is how we get more. All, like honestly, guys, it all goes. It, it just it all just goes back to the same thing. Yeah, right? it all just builds on each other. But then out of nowhere, like your dog bites somebody, and you're like, I don't understand where that came yeah. from. Well, because There's you didn't see that your dog was uncomfortable, and you kept forcing them into sit, or forcing them into social situations, or forcing them to stay mm -hmm. here, or forcing them to do whatever. Now your dog's having very strong emotional reactions to situations because the kettle is already boiled over. Yeah, and and you can't put the lid back on. That. No, you can't. So. I mean, it's, it, it really is. It's so important. Like, so this is like, just, I feel like, I feel like reactivity is just a perfect kind of subject matter to go with this topic, but it really, but again, so it could relatable. be, it is, it could. but it could really be anything. So I don't want you guys to be jammed up in that specific topic. Well, it's resource guarding. It's anything. It's, yes. It's, you know, it's all of those things. Stranger danger. It's. But it's Fear your aggression. dog. It's your dog choosing the opposite for self-preservation. And so when we get to things like when we when we talk about honoring a dog's choice. So let's say you are working on reactivity, and so we're walking on leash, and the dog moves forward aggressively towards the trigger. Right. For me, that is something that's correctable. You made the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. As long as the dog knows moving away is an option. Yes. You because have to teach that first. You have to teach the dog there's another option for you to feel comfortable. 
Yeah. It's not just my way or the highway. Yeah. It's this is right and this is wrong. And you I always, see, whenever yes. you shut a door, you have to open mm-hmm. one. And that door needs to also open to, to um, hold wherever your dog is emotionally. Yes. They need I to have see, that. like, listen, I see you're about, you're starting to have emotions. Don't do that. Lunging, barking, aggressing. Mm-hmm. Do this. Moving away, creating space, looking to me for direction, moving forward, whatever that is. You have to teach the alternate behavior and that's where your obedience commands can come in because you're going, hey, come with me away from this dog. Hey, walk with me away from this dog. Let me lead you into a place of comfort. You're communicating that in that moment. But whenever you're dealing with any kind of behavior issue, it always starts with, I see you're getting uncomfortable. Don't do what your instincts are telling you. Do what I'm telling you to do. But what you're telling the dog to do is also honoring, follow, honoring their, emotions. their emotions. Because the recognition of their emotions is where it all stems yeah. from. And I think that that's where, and I know we both do this when we first start talking to um, clients to see if we're all going to be a good fit with each other. We always talk about realistic expectations. Mm. And there are definitely people that are like, I want to walk down the sidewalk with a dog coming towards me and my dog's not comfortable around dogs and we're walking at them. I just want to pass them in close quarters. I'm like, that might never be realistic for your dog. Yeah. Like you might need space for your dog to feel comfortable. Sure. Like there are certain things like just because that's what you want. If your dog is not there or not going to be that type of dog or needs a little bit more of this or that. Yeah. Just to bring their emotional state to a point where they can actually follow your instructions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, here's another podcast topic, yeah. right? Like this is a, oh, this, let me write it down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh my God. But this is one of those things where it's like, you might be super into basketball or baseball or football, and then you have a kid, but like forcing your kid to play the sport that you love, your kid might not- When they like tap dancing. Right. Your kid might not have the physical aptitude Mm -hmm. to play that. Like, just because you love the NFL does not mean you gave birth to an NFL player. Like your kid might be a super phenomenal- artist or figure skater or like piano player or soccer player and you don't know anything about soccer like yeah you're it's it's learning to read the dog you have right in front of you not the vision you had in your head of what you got for a dog and although there are things that you can do to bring you guys closer in that manner it's still honoring two different individuals and like like there's things that you and i like Let's go for a strenuous hike in the woods. Let's go scale some rock scrambles. Like, no, thank you. That's I'll a meet good you time. at the bottom. That's a good time. <laughs> I'll bring cocktails. I always bring I cocktails. I rock scramble with cocktails. You want to bring me to the hospital? <laughs> I can arrange that. You're like, hey, it'll be more like to carry fine. me on my back. It'll be Practice fine. some, like, some... Uh, triage I remember that one time in the woods I'm just hiking along having a good time and I'm like where's Sabrina and I look behind me and it's like (sighs) I'm like are you gonna make it you're like this is a whole lot of up (laughs) but it's so true right and I'm sitting there like what the f man we're doing my hike next time she's popping and popping and I'm like, this really isn't that bad. All I hear is heavy breathing. 
Oh my god. So this is funny. this is a whole lot of up. <laughs> this is Jamie takes me on hikes that are up both ways. I don't know how it's possible. She's like, we'll take this way back home and it's still up. There are, it's a great hike. It's really it, not it's, that it's bad. It's lovely. It's it's not that bad. There's just there's just certain ways that you take me that maybe don't have trail markers at times where I'm like, do we That's need a machete best. on top of it? It's it's memorable events. Uh, it is. It is memorable. But yes, so <laughs> if there weren't cocktails involved, there probably would have been a lot more ornery. But I have them on the end of a stick with a string <laughs> just dangling in front of her. But point anyway. being is that like there are certain we things, saying. right? There are certain things where you're like, yeah, that's maybe not an event. I'm going to invite her to, right? Sabrina's not, not built for bushwhacking. Not built for Now I know. I tried it. Didn't know that before. Right. Now I know. Became a little reactive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but point and check, right? And it's like we have the same relationship. We're besties, like you're besties with your dog. It's like your bulldog might not want to go bushwhacking. Bushwhacking. <laughs> Should have gotten a husky. Yeah. Or a wolf dog. Drew Jeffers. Something. Something. Yeah. But that's where, like, you have to honor just because it's what you want to do. And we can have the conversation. Let's yeah. try this once. And then at the end, I'm like, you're fucking crazy. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I was a little heartbroken. But. <laughs> but that's the thing. You need to you need to honor what you have in front of you and the different personalities that you guys share. But the cool thing is, is that the more that you guys meet together on those similar moments the trust builds yeah right so like when i go hiking with vicky and she's like oh yeah it's no big deal and i'm like so how many hours are we going to be in the woods well that's vicky that's like <laughs> i'm not that hardcore the trust the yeah trust. the trust i'm not that hardcore <laughs> but so that's that's generally like bringing it back to like the human perspective and you know we're just having a good time with it we love the woods we love the we hanging do. out and doing we love all, that all of that stuff. but, but like, we definitely enjoy different types of hiking yes um there's people that like to sleep overnight in the woods i prefer a hotel room see i'll meet you back on the trail you know i think a yurt is a great compromise. i know i just had this conversation with someone the other day i'm like i got friends that want me to stay in yurts and i'm like i'd like indoor plumbing and a bar in the but rest a yurt in the, in the has hotel. an indoor plumbing I can get you a yurt with indoor plumbing. Maybe I need a little bit more than indoor plumbing then. <laughs> but they have raised <laughs> beds with frames and mattresses. Electricity. There's that too. It's just canvas walls. <laughs> you can't get any more glamp than that. <laughs> Clearly I'm a glamper. Guys. But we manage. We manage. Guys. We manage. It will. It, it's going to happen. The yurt? Yes. Well, Montana's scheduled for next year. Yeah. <laughs> we are yearning. You are yearning. We yearning are yearning all the way. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> I don't even know how long that what? tangent went off for. <laughs> See, I, clearly I'm not getting the message that I can't make the other being in my life be something that I want them to be. <laughs> <laughs> but back to dogs. Yeah. Circle it back to dogs. Circle it back to dogs. Um, same thing. And, and. I mean, that goes into a whole bunch of other things like getting the right breed that's for you and, but and even personality that. traits and all that kind of stuff. But, but even yes, that, right? Like, you can so, still have So let's talk, because this happens a lot in, in rescues, right? You, you rescue a dog, you don't really know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. You're getting some sort of mutt mix, whatever. So I'll bring it back to Clyde, full circle. So 
lovely, wonderful family. I love, like, I love this. And he's a lovely that. dog. He is a lovely mm -hmm. dog, and wonderful family, right? They're like, they've got three kids. They've got a busy household. Love to host a pool. People coming and going. Um, but the whole conversation around Clyde was he's not going to be that happy-go-lucky dog that everybody that walks into the house, he's going to let, like, lay on top of him and snuggle him and, like, pet him. Might not even be appropriate keeping him out during a party. Right. Like, he needs a lot of his space, and he's the type of dog that needs a couple of, like, dates before he'll get intimate with somebody. Like, he's bitten people. Like, he, he's he's got that kind of a record. And it's not because he's a bad dog, but it's because he didn't know what to do to navigate his emotions in uncomfortable situations and his owners were trying to do the best they could and we're talking about socialization and all that kind of stuff um and now he's he's super great like they're they just sent me a video of him hiking today with them which was so it just filled my heart with joy but like it was one of those things where i bring it back to clyde to say like the conversation around clyde was he can be a part of a party but he's never going to be the dog that like people can just come over and make out with yeah and that's okay and it's they absolutely okay and when you they adopted an eight week nine week old puppy that's not really what they signed up for they wanted the dog that could be integrated to every part of their life and so for owners there there has to be a little bit of a grieving process right like i, I wanted this happy-go-lucky so. like do everything dog or whatever I think there's a grieving process once people realize they need to, like, guide and discipline dogs. So, like, yeah. oh, you don't come automatically, like, whatever, just ready to join my family. Yeah. yeah. So, like, for there's a little bit of this, like, Clyde is an amazing dog and can go anywhere. But there has to be a lot of advocating for him. Mm -hmm. No, you cannot pet my dog. He doesn't like when strangers touch him. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a dog that, like, we literally went out to, to lunch with the oh, other day. Like, yeah. And he was fabulous he can live a full life but every time we were out with him i was checking how was he feeling how was he handling the situation mm -hmm. like what did he need to feel safe did he need to come out of that situation does he need to step away for does a he need second to step and recollect himself? yes does yeah. he need like what does clyde need to continue to be successful in this environment based on how he's feeling and the cool thing is is that once you give your dog choices once you make that very clear that your dog has a choice and you honor that choice it's actually amazing how much more open they become to certain things absolutely because yeah. they know that they can walk away mm -hmm. like yeah. at any point in time they can get really like it's i feel like when you watch dogs like you, you're either like watching them drown and you have to pull them out yes or maybe they can do it themselves. Yeah. Like once you've taught them that, they're like, I'm a little in too deep. I'm going to step back. Yeah. And when you get a dog that's like self-regulating mm -hmm. and you have the people around them honoring that, yeah. you get a dog that starts to do some amazing some stuff. Some amazing stuff. And like that's what ends up happening because, well, think about it. It's just like an like relationship. Yeah. Ralph. Like, oh, my God. Ralph. This dog could not be around anybody um, without no. being aggressive. And yeah. Just allowing him a little bit of options, he's like mm -hmm. seeking out attention. Like I, I couldn't even have like, I would never, if I would have had to bet on it, I would have never. I would have been like, you, you know, just guide him, direct him, keep him comfortable, all that kind of stuff. But all of that, not putting the pressure on the dog to either drown mm -hmm. and not know how to save themselves. Yeah. 
or constantly putting them in situations where they're uncomfortable and there's no way out, once they realize there's an out, I mean, the thing is cuddling on the couch with people that are coming into their house. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. It, like, yeah. it really is. Like, and it's like those things, when you see it over and over again, you're like, ah, oh, light bulb. You yeah, know? absolutely. And it, But it's what we, to bring it back to like the origin, the origin of this conversation, yes. it was like, it's not just about when you're training your dog, it's not just about sit, sit down, down, stay, yep. come, heal. It's not just about teaching your dogs those things and forcing them to do them every single time. You are in an active relationship with another living being who has their own perspective, thoughts, and emotions about the world around them. Mm-hmm. So part of being successful in any training relationship, and this is where a lot of trainers can can get caught up with clients is that you have to teach the human how to hear again my air quotes air quotes out, air quotes going hear their dog with their eyes how to read their dog's body language interpret that into how they feel and then and then you apply the obedience to guide them through those emotional states because mm-hmm. their instincts are telling them to do this because Back to a previous podcast we listed, dogs and humans are from two different cultures. The dog has a feeling, their instincts tell them to react like a dog. And then the human goes, well, that's socially appropriate in the human world. Mm -hmm. We have to stop that. But we never pause to think about, well, what's the feeling that caused the dog to instinctively react like that? Mm -hmm. So if we can recognize the feeling and then the, and then pattern the dog to react in a more so a human socially appropriate way we can then completely avoid the entire reaction we don't like whatever that may be mm-hmm. exactly um so i know this is kind of a meaty topic and we might have been all over the place i but don't think so i think we did well i think we did i hope well. we did well i hope so <laughs> there was some glamping in there there's some references some television shows always i feel like always I know, um, but um, but I, it's it it's a very important topic. I, I real like I think that the, it's probably the biggest hurdle that people have because I see, I see it over and over that people like the dog is clearly uncomfortable and people are trying to jam them up into some sort of obedience that is in conflict with their emotions. Mm. And when you do that, that's where you kind of set the fuse to the powder keg, mm-hmm. and then you're like, what happened? Yeah, right. So out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Get my air quotes. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's all we need to say about. I mean, that's never all we need to say it's about not, this. Not. I mean, we could We're go on and finished. on. We're really trying to just like streamline. We are. We are. We are. Keep, keep these keep these podcasts digestible for you all. Because yeah, if, we could talk forever. If ever you were to hang out with us. <laughs> This would, this just goes on for hours. It doesn't end. It it doesn't end. And we're going to like hang up and like keep keep talking. Yes. We will keep expounding on this. So, uh, so So key is, yeah. Check in with your dog's emotional state, especially when they're doing something in the opposite manner that you're asking them to do things. Really sit down and be like, is my dog being obstinate or is my dog like trying to avoid Mm. conflict? That's a great question. Yeah. Like, why is my dog 
blowing off this command or refusing to do what I ask. Why? Is it because, like Sabrina said, my dog's just going, nope, I'm not doing that <laughs> and you can't make me? Or is it because your dog's like, no, I can't do that right now because I'm so emotionally overwhelmed and this situation's hard and I've been working really hard and it's overwhelming and I just can't handle it right now mm -hmm. and I need to create space. Um, that's a great question to ask. And I promise you, the more that you reward the space, the more comfortable your dog gets. Oh, 100%. 100%. All right. All right. Well, I hope this is helpful for you guys. If you guys really like our conversations, please like, subscribe. Um, keep your eyes posted for more canine cooperative uh, social media stuff. We have a great video series out now. Oh, it's so great. I'm so proud of it. I know that we're doing. <laughs> it's called If Dogs Were people um and we have so much fun filming them so if you have ideas for those videos or if you have questions or topics you want us to cover in the podcast please reach out to us instagram it's canine.cooperative no, um yeah not canine but the word the canine dot yes. cooperative yes actually yeah. spelled out it's canine.cooperative. We're on Instagram. You can shoot us a DM. We would love to hear from you um, and stay posted for our live events. We're going to have some really fun live events coming up where we can get in person, do some live podcasting, polling the audience, some real conversations that we're really excited about coming up. Yep. All right, guys. Till next time. Bye-bye.